I again cried out to God and said, how can I thrive and survive hard circumstances? Why is it that every time something bad happens, I feel like the end of the world is happening? And yeah, and God, uh, interestingly enough, somebody had actually uh, started saying, hey, you need to listen to this Christian woman coach. And I was like, what is this person? Uh, what do they do? And this was three and a half years ago. And funny enough, an email popped up literally a day after I had prayed and after I had hit the floor. And it said, come into this mom boot camp for $397 and transform your life in eight weeks. And I thought, well, it can't hurt because I'm now in tens of thousands of dollars of debt. So what's another $397? And that was the moment that literally God was getting me the help that I needed to open up the floodgates. Let's go! You are listening to The Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. It's actually sunny today here in Florida. It's been weird. The weather's been like really weird. And uh, I'm kind of a weather guy. I like to, I'm, I'm a golfer. Uh, I've played really, I've, I've played really good previously to my last two rounds of golf. Um, and I was sharing with Leah before we got on, like, I've been under a lot of stress, right? And I can laugh about it now because my wife is back home and she's like, okay, how have you dealt with this? And I said, let's talk about it. Yesterday was my, my birthday. And so I had the privilege of just spending time with my wife. We went to a movie, we came home, we vegged out on some food we normally wouldn't veg out on. Uh, one of my favorite things is buttercream cake. And so we vegged out on some buttercream cake. Um, I exercised yesterday and today. And um, it was good because just about two weeks ago, my wife and I did a five-day water fast, which was very interesting. And several of my friends are doing it right now. And they're texting me, should I feel like this? And should I feel like that? And I'm cold. And you know all these crazy stuff that you go through when your body is creating autophagy, right? And your body's healing off its cells and it's rejuvenating new cells and mitochondria those type of things. And I know um, that my friend has had a great, my friend today, my guest today has had a great health journey uh, over her time frame. She kicking the pants. Uh, I can't remember how long you told me ago it was, but it's been a while ago. You had a kick in the pants and just got after it. Like uh, Leah, how much weight did you tell me you lost? I can't remember. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for having me here today. Yeah, um, it's been a very, uh, it's been an interesting uh, journey of my life and about, so I have an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old. And with each of my pregnancies, I gained about 60 pounds. My daughter's adopted, so I didn't gain weight, but I didn't lose weight because my uh, 15 year old and my uh, 13 year old are 18 months apart. So at that time, you know, I had all these like, you know, I had toddlers, I had a baby. And, you know, um, I started having heart palpitations, um, tachycardia, and I knew something wasn't right. I had a lot of fatigue and, um, you know, I'd already had an ulcer 
I, I ended up with. <laughs> Me too, um, girlfriend. All through all through college. Yeah, and um, and I was kind of on a journey to go into nursing school. So I am a registered nurse as well as a faith community nurse, a life coach certified, a business coach certified. She's still in my splendor now. What's up with that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you do a lot more with uh, health and wellness than, uh, no, than I'm just I saying. do. She's, she's got it. You guys, if you could see her background here in front of me, it's like, wow, I was getting ready to say it all. And she just told you all of it like in a minute, but, but yeah, no, tell me, tell, so tell me about what was the real kick in the pants. Like, so what changed you from like, obviously people are just, most people are just going to be listening to us. So they can't see you, but they'll be, you know, they could go and follow you on social media. They know that you are super fit now and thin and healthy. And so tell me about that journey. So those heart palpitations really started to scare me. Um, and I was, uh, really fatigued and I'm, and I'm trying to go through prereqs and I, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, uh, you know, wow, this is, this blood pressure seems pretty high for your age. And uh, I said, oh, that can't be right. I've always had low blood pressure. Right. Um, And so, you know, it's just like, well, you know, what are you eating? What are you doing? Like all these things. And, and I started realizing I had, um, I had stopped exercising a long time ago. I'd been struggling with depression, anxiety, lots of different things. And that was a wake up call for me to realize that, you know, I, I, I really actually, the, it was, it was, you know, one of those moments where all of a sudden your eyes are opened in an instant, Right. Boom. And I, I literally, it was a time where I, I, I stood in the mirror and I just looked at myself and I was like, this isn't right. And I, I know better than to treat my body like this. This isn't the plan that God has for me. Um, and so I decided that I was going to do 20 minutes of exercise five days a week, whatever that looked like. And over 10 and what 10 and a half, whatever years ago it was, um, what that looked like was literally me trying to woggle my way to a mile in 20 minutes. And the journey of then starting to look at my food and starting to um, make just slow changes over time to the point where now I'm a, a 10 minute a mile uh, runner. I run about three and a half miles uh, about four to five times a week. And I'm at my ideal weight and I have energy uh, of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fit, firm and healthy and full of energy. No, which I is, love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause usually I say, you know, welcome to, to the heat fluence podcasts, my friend, the amazing version, but here's what she already kind of gave you an idea of who she was, but we just say this. Cause then I want her to tell a little bit more about her story, like where she came from a little bit more about that, because I think what's important is, is that you get to know her as a coach. Like she's a coach. Like I'll just say it. She coached me right before we got on here. Right. Seriously, like, let's just be real and honest about it. Like, um, she's asked me how I'm doing and I told her. And then she said, here's what I want you to do, right? And that's what a coach does. Coach doesn't try to fix your problems. They give you steps so that you don't repeat the same behaviors. Look, um, I, I focus on the over, my wife said to me this morning, she said something very profoundly. 
She said, why don't you focus on the 700 plus people that sent you voice messages, text messages, DMs on Instagram and Facebook. Why don't you read some of those this morning and focus on those Mm -hmm. 700 over here and one or two over here that you just aren't aligned with. I was like, man, no wonder women are so much smarter than us men. (laughs) No wonder they live longer than us. And, and, you know, and she just says the right. And I, and I told Leah when I first met her in in Denver that, you know, the way she talks and the way she presents herself, because I'd looked at some of the stuff she was doing and she just reminds me a lot of my wife. My wife's a nurse, right? My wife, I got up early this morning. My wife was on, on clubhouse teaching on forgiveness, Oh, I love it. To go in and talk about some of the health issues that people struggle with that are mm. unforgiveness, yeah. breast cancer, and all these different stuff, right? Because they interviewed all these women that had went through all this and just, you know, and probably I think when you look at a lot of the stuff that Leah's done working with, you know, teaching people, teaching women, you know, principles of the kingdom, right? And being like-minded. And I, some, and, and I get this sometimes, and maybe she can go in to this a little bit is sometimes people say to me, well, aren't you afraid that if you talk about the kingdom and, you know, I had somebody on my podcast recently that said, I don't ever bring that up. And I I make over 3 million a year in my business. I work with non-believers and believers. And I think there's a difference for everybody. You have to do what God's called you to do, right? What you feel is, and guess what? One day you'll get to stand before him and he'll say, Hey, look, I was trying to show you this, or you were doing great or whatever that may be. Right. Because Ed Milet says it all the time. You know, he says, one day you have to stand before God and see this person that God created you to be. And he's either going to be a stranger that you see or he's going to be your twin. And so this, like you were saying to me earlier, is I want to learn and grow and be better. Like I want to learn and not make and will never make the same mistakes because I'm going to like certain things that I wrote down that she said to me earlier that I'm going to repeat and, and, and I handle things great going forward in my life, right? Just the things that I've learned from her already. And we, we, we were both at a conference and uh, we, ha- we hit it off, right? We just talked and we felt like we had a lot in common. And, and I told her she, looked, she was a lot like my wife because, as I said, my wife was a nurse and everything. So, Leah, thank you so much. So, I'm excited to learn more about you, like your journey from being a nurse to being a coach what that journey has like, I know you're, you just said you have I, guys, if you see her, when you do see this, if whether you watch it, she looks like she's like, you know, 30. Right. And she, Aww, like she could have 13 year old and you know, a 20, I think you said 21 year old or whatever, 18, or 18, 18 year old. Like she's yeah. got an adult. Let's just say that she's got a young, <laughs> right. She doesn't look like she could have a young adult unless she had it like when she was 14 or something. Right. <laughs> So I'm just being real, but tell me about that journey so that we can kind of get to know you. And so, and welcome to the Heat Feelings Podcast. Too. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, so interestingly enough, like I, one of the things that, you know, I, I, and the reason why you and I align so well in Denver is because of our, our, our passion to share God's message and, you know, to help people to grow through the word. And one of the things that I think that our American Christian culture does is it does not, especially the Christian church does not teach how to stand on the word and use it, apply it to our health, to our wealth, 
into our marriages and raising our children in a dynamic way. I'm not talking about the mon, you know, the 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 typical things that the church talks about, like you know, like let's not gossip. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> right? Like, how do I actually apply the word in a way that creates an empowered mindset? Right? Um, you know how do how do I apply I want you know the word of God that literally your your talk there when you said that you know when you were talking about the the body being a a representation of the temple of God, right? We are because we are marked as Christ shown, right? We have the Holy Spirit within us. We are um, supposed to take care of this as well as we take care of our relationship with God, right? Mm. And so that um, that journey of like starting my health journey, like I had yet to know what coaching was. I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know that there was anything like perspective shifts, mindset shifts, affirmations, proclaiming the word out loud, right? One of my my favorite things to proclaim is I am empowered with inner strength by his spirit from the treasures of his glory, Ephesians 3, 16 through 17, right? Mm-hmm. I am rooted and founded in love, right? Um, when we say that and we speak it out loud, we are transforming our thoughts. We are transforming the way we see things. And I didn't know any of this, right? So I'm I'm on this journey of, of a very, very, very broken childhood. I came from a very toxic environment. Um, and yeah, and I think that a lot of us are who are healers and transformers that have um, unpacked our wounds, healed them. And now we have a message and a testimony, right? And so at the time I was just, you know, I'm going through the motions of living and trying to figure out, how, you know, this is not the abundant life. Like, what is the abundant life? But I'm trying, I'm grasping at these little habits. And I think God takes us on a journey um, that we can handle. I'm not sure that I could have handled everything all at once, right? Um, You know, actually Deuteronomy, you know, God says, and I will remove the people little by little so that the wild beasts do not overwhelm you. And that resonated with me so much a few years ago. You go ahead. You were going to say. No, I was going to write that down. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. Keeping it here. Right yeah. I mean, if we think about it from that perspective, what can we handle today? How is God growing me today? He is ever so gentle and careful with his children. Now we get in positions and we cause ourselves to get into positions where everything is overwhelmed. It wasn't him. It was us, right? There's a difference. And so I had gotten myself into a place where he was like, all right, like I've opened your eyes to see that you need to start caring for the outside. Now I've opened your eyes to start seeing to change your food. Now I'm, I'm trying to open your eyes to get more plugged in. And I see 10 and a half years ago um, where God had tried to get me to plug into the word. And actually when I was 18, God said, I want you to write about me. And I said, no, I was Moses. (laughs) Um, Interestingly (laughs) enough, um, And I went to school and became a journalist and I worked in politics prior to even getting a registered nursing degree. That's a whole nother thing. So uh, multi-passionate. Can you tell Michael multi-passionate entrepreneur? Um, 
And so, you know, as I was going, I was fighting all this anxiety and depression, didn't know how to heal that, was trying all these different things. Um, And I, gosh, about seven years ago, uh, seven, eight years ago, I embarrassed myself so badly. Um, And I came home. You did? I I did. In front of people. In front of people, I had embarrassed myself extremely badly, uh, a very bad behavior on my my part. And I hit the floor in my home and I cried out and I said, I can't and won't live like this anymore. God, please help me to be a better person. And funny enough, um, for complaining about my hospital, <laughs> I won a mini iPad. Uh, it was one of those, you know, uh, uh, surveys that you take as as a as a nurse. Uh, you know, how is your how's your work environment? How's your you know training? Blah blah blah. Anyway, I won this mini iPad, and it was totally the hand of God because it, it was given to me, and I took it home and I downloaded the Bible app, the U version Bible app. And that was the start of me listening to the word of God while I was folding laundry, while I was doing dishes. Um, And then it became me reading it. And then, unfortunately, I wish I could say immediately, I got a clue and found a coach. (laughs) Um, And that's not, not how it happened. Um, God still kept saying, Hey, do you want to write about me? And I kept saying no. And so God allowed the flood of my house. And again, there was a moment where I hit the floor, a hardwood floor. I laid on a hardwood floor and I screamed and cried as loud as is possible to the point where, uh, my father-in-law was worried about me as he was pulling down the drywall in our basement. Um, because there's no, there's no insurance coverage for flood damage. Um, And we had just gotten out of debt using Dave Ramsey. It was hard. It was painful. And I, here I am building these things. That's why you're bringing it up. I know why you're bringing that up. Cause last time we talked, she was like, Oh, and you guys want some help with your finances, right? I got you covered with that. I got you. I got you. I see how it's friend. All right. All right. Yeah. So I, uh, I, again, cried out to God and said, how can I thrive and survive hard circumstances? Why is it that every time something bad happens, I feel like the end of the world is happening? And yeah, and God, uh, interestingly enough, somebody had actually uh, started saying, hey, you need to listen to this Christian woman coach. And I was like, what is this person? Uh, What do they do? And this was three and a half years ago. And funny enough, an email popped up literally a day after I had prayed and after I had hit the floor. And it said, come into this mom boot camp for $397 and transform your life in eight weeks. And I thought, well, it can't hurt because I'm now in tens of thousands of dollars of debt. So what's another $397? And that was the moment that literally God was getting me the help that I needed to open up the floodgates of me saying yes to the calling 
that he had been calling me to do for decades. I had been in God's permissible will as a nurse, but not his perfect will. You might have heard that somewhere before, right? You heard that somewhere before? Yeah, lots of people say it. Um, uh, you remember my dream that I told at, at the conference, you know, like God wanted yeah. to the brakes on those permissible wills and put the gas yep. on the perfect will, right? Like that's... Yeah, that's what, again, why we resonated because I was like, oh my God, like God is trying to do something in everybody's heart and mind because that is exactly what he is trying to get out into this world, that he has amazing plans when we align perfectly with him. So good. That's so good. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to kind of, I feel like I know you even more now. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's the, I, I think one of the funny things when you, when you look at coaches in general, like, you know, for me, like we were just talking about this before about, you know, you, you, you have to have some structure. Right. And I was looking at, you know, that at today, like even just listening to you, like I, I had a vision and, and what I need to do and going forward and, and that, you know, can use my time more wisely because of the decisions that I make that I don't just make them emotionally, right? I don't, you know, I don't let my mind, my will, and my emotions kind of deteriorate me from my spirit, soul, and body and really being led by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think that that's most important. I think it's most important when we do that. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about how you empower people, what that word, because when you, when I read your stuff, you talk about empowering, right? And you talk about miracles and you talk about, people walking in their purpose and the strategies that you use. Why don't you talk about some of the things that you implement and what you think are important at allowing people. And, and, and let's be realistic. Your avatar is women, but whether you're listening to this and you're a man or you're a woman, if you just implement the principles, you have success. Like I just listened and am I going to, and, and the, I say this all the time, we have the difference between wisdom and knowledge is action. Like I hear and listen to you and, you know, before we prayed and got started and you spoke some things in my life, I could just like, okay, we have whatever. Right. Or I can say this lady's aligned with me in more ways that I've just noticed now, like, you know, in the last 15 minutes and said, she's got the mindset that I need to have. Let me go implement these things. Right. Like, let me don't wait till tomorrow or the next day or the next week or the next month. Let me go do that. So, Tell me a little bit about how you coach and what coaching has meant to you and the style and the impact that you've been able to have through your coaching, obviously, you know, stepping out of nursing and going right into coaching and doing what you do. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I am grateful for is the mind, body, spirit knowledge that I have from everything that, that I have learned and gone through and done, um, and, you know, I, one of the things that I realized is that the, the closer that we stick to scripture and God's, um, God's amazing way of doing things, um, the more we are blessed, right? And literally God says, speak to the dry bones and the dry bones will live. Speak to the rock and the rock will flow forth water, living water, right? And, um, and when I came out of the other side of that coaching program and I said, hey, God, I'm not going to live by fear anymore. I'm going to do anything you 
tell me. And he was like, yes, yeah, so you're going to do that writing thing that I told you to do. And I was like, you shouldn't pick me, but OK. <laughs> I think behind my back. Right. I think when we finally choose, one of the biggest things that I say is um, always use the word choose. Always use the word of God to stand on, speak, believe, and be, right? Um, Then we become empowered to boldly walk in our gifts and calling, right? And God said to me, you know, as I started writing, I thought I was only going to be, here's the funny part. I thought I was only going to be a Christian writer. Like literally I started a blog and thought that that was where this was going. God was like, (laughs) no, Um, (laughs) he was like, I got to grow you into your promised land. And that's the thing that we have to wrap our heads around is that he is growing us. Yes, it's a journey, not an immediate destination. You can do anything if you wrap your mind around the fact that you are choosing this. You are choosing to persevere in all respects. You are choosing the the good way that, yeah, feels hard in the beginning, but then it becomes so easy and beautiful, right? And so I started that journey and I started writing and then God was like, now write a Bible study. Okay, now I want you to be a coach. And he was like, this is what I want. I want the women to become a mighty army for the Lord. Psalm 68, verse 13 or 12, uh, the complete Jewish Bible version. And I was like, okay, what does that look like? And he said, I want you to write this book. And, I, and it was the second book I've ever written. The first one was called um, From the Flood From the Flood to the Calling, How Crisis Can Catapult Us into Positive Change. And the second book is called How to, um, How to Create a Biblical Vision Board. And what God really, really wants, and he has said it in Deuteronomy, he has said it so many places in his word. He said, put the word ever before your eyes, put it all over on your gates. Talk about it when you get up, talk about it when you lie down, um, you know, and, and literally he wants scripture on a board and for us to be praying it and speaking it and having that revelation knowledge. I get people coming to me all the time. I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know God's voice. I'm so confused. And I'm like, that's because you haven't spoken his word enough. If you speak his word and read it, you will absolutely know his voice inside of your mind, the way he speaks to you in whatever way that is that, you know, it could be in dreams. Like you have dreams. God speaks to you in dreams. He never speaks to me in dreams because he knows I have a thing. I have some baggage over that. Maybe that might change later on. I don't know. I'm open to whatever. But right now he has a way of talking to me. Often it's when I'm running and then he reaffirms through other people and other means. Right. And so I know how God talks to me. And the reason why is because I've said sensitize my spirit to hear him, to know, right? And because I have proclaimed his word is living, active, and breathing, it my never God. returns void. It always heals. He literally says, I will give you a healing balm. People are asking for oh, healing. Yeah. Well, it, it starts with the word. And, and by the way, It also comes in linking arms with people, with good counselors. Even Moses says to his father-in-law, you know the desert 
be a guide to us. Even though literally Moses was speaking to God face to face, he still knew he needed to link arms. We all need coaches. A coach needs coaches. I got the privilege of coaching you. Well, guess what? I talked to my coach this morning and boohooed my eyes out and then left while crying. <laughs> we need that. laughter. <laughs> right? And God wants that for us. That's why he's anointed us all with gifts, the gift of healing, coaching, pointing out perspectives that we didn't know that we can't see in the midst of our emotion. Right. And so all Mm. these tools, there is not one, one and only one tool to healing. So good. Multifaceted. Because we are multifaceted human beings with multiple things that we've experienced in life. Right? Yeah, so good. And and I was talking to you earlier about this, and I think you were you were talking, and so you're talking about healing and you're talking about so one third of God's word was written in dreams and visions, right? And so, and I think a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is your case, but remember, God is no respecter of people. Right. The dream that he had for me wasn't just for me. That was for other people, for me not to keep that to myself, right? And that's part of that. That's obedience. It's just like, you know, I was saying to Leah earlier, like, I've still got a lot of work to do about how I handle rejection. Okay? I don't handle it very well. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. She already told me I'm not allowed to say that anymore. I handle it with amazing grace. And And wisdom from the Lord. And wisdom from the Lord. I, I do that. Now, previously, I did not do that. I did not handle it with wisdom and grace and peace in the Lord. I did not handle it like that. I'm going to work on that. But what are, let me ask you this. What are the, the impacts of, we were talking about this earlier, the impacts of unforgiveness and all this stuff that we go through and how that all builds up and how you were talking about healing and freedom. Mm. Talk about that, how we can unleash that freedom from within inside of us, you know, limiting beliefs and all of that stuff, kind of some of the stuff that you and I were talking about, you know, when we were out in, in Colorado, like what, you know, I really wanted to speak on limiting beliefs and somebody else was already literally speaking on that. And I, I think when I was listening to my wife this morning, I, I was like, I'm going to ask Leah that question today. Like, what is the impact that unforgiveness and these limiting beliefs and those type of things impact do they make on our lives and how do they hold us back from that healing and that freedom that, that is, 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 is there? Like, what can we do to overcome that, those really spirits of unforgiveness and spirit of limiting beliefs and those type of things? How, how are those holding us back and what can we do to kind of get beyond it? Well, that's a great question. And I, I'm really glad that you brought that out because that is a huge thing that I think every single human being grapples with in their lives. Um, you know, forgiveness, first, the definition of forgiveness that I truly believe is um, releasing revenge into God's hands. Okay. God said in his word, he said, I will take care of it. I will fight your battles. I will go before you. Um, revenge is mine, saith the Lord. And, you know, the idea that God can handle things so much better than me, that's a fact. that's a fact. God knows things that I don't know and never will know. Right. And so when I choose 
to release someone into God's hands to deal with as he so chooses, then I am free. I am free to heal and grow in a positive way. I am free not to have the bitter root grow up in me. Literally, the word of God says, do not allow the bitter root to grow into. And and when we have unforgiveness, not only does it blind our eyes to the possibilities and creativity and freedom and joy and peace, being able to tap into the peace of Jesus Christ, right? It makes it so that God can't get a hold of us, right? Unforgiveness blocks the spirit of God from talking into our hearts and minds, okay? And so how do we, how do we go about forgiving? And I'm going to use my mother as an example. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because that is one of the most, uh, I know a lot of people will resonate with that can be a very, very deep hurt. If anyone has had mother hurt, father hurt, biological father hurt, whatever it is. First off, my biological father walked out, didn't even turn around as I stood in the hall, walked out, gone, right? And he has no part in my life. My mother, toxic tried to work with her multiple times throughout my lifetime. Now she's in permanent timeout until she gets two years of therapy. That hasn't happened (laughs) in over five years. Um, But, you know, so what, what I do and the way that I choose to forgive somebody is to say, I don't know that person. I don't know what they're going through. I release them into your hands, Lord, to deal with as you so choose. I pray that you would bring them to the foot of the cross and that you would open their eyes and heal their minds. That frees me from having to worry about them, noodle over what's happening, think about what I should have said differently, think about how I should hurt them back, any of those things, because all that toxicity that sits in our gut, because for us women who are highly empathic, most women are highly empathic because on some level, most women have been assaulted, whether emotionally, physically, whatever. And so we sensitize ourselves to know other people's feelings and emotions. Um so that we can protect ourselves. So women are highly empathic and we can feel those things. We typically will hold it in our stomach, right? We feel people's feelings in our stomach. We feel pain in our stomach. And if you think about how the fact that I had an ulcer two times in my life, you can know that I wasn't dealing with my trauma and my past um, hurts in a healthy way. Right. But when we choose that we are going to release somebody into Jesus Christ's hands to deal with as he so chooses, then I can say, you know what? My mother is never going to be what I need, want, or deserve. I deserve a healthy mother. I deserve someone to love me for who I am and respect me and see me as who I am. And she is incapable of doing that right now. Therefore, I release her to God to deal with as he so chooses. And I go forth and live my life with peace and joy and love. And I respect the fact that I can put up healthy boundaries for myself and my life, right? Um, And that's going to free me from deteriorating my stomach, from closing down my creativity, from, and it's not an easy thing. It's not a one and done. 
there have been multiple, not, not much now, it's been more than five years, but there were times where I would have to literally 10 times in a day would have to pray for her. And I would have to say, I release her. I refuse to try and get revenge. I don't want revenge. I want blessings, healing, and help for her, right? Or whoever it is, ex-husband, whatever. Right? It's hard when it's a family member, right? Yes. And and there's a soul tie there, right? It's hard because I I went through the, and I'll let you finish. I just want to throw this in because I think it's important. Is I went through this with my mom, like Mm -hmm. my mom who raised me to love God and do all this stuff. I came home one day and she had had pornography on my computer. Now, imagine this, a male, myself, single, in his 30s, you know, mom brings these spirits into my house, right? Connects the soul tie, right? So it led down a spiral and my mom was staying with me for six months at a time. And finally, I just said, you have to leave, right? And I was going on a missions trip and she had, it was during Thanksgiving. She'd walked into a door and broke her nose, right? And I felt super guilty, but I'm like, no, mom, you have to go home, right? And I didn't talk to her for the next six months. She got some counseling. She, she, she did what it took to, you know, push through that and, and make the, the steps. So, yeah. So talk about that. Talk about soul talk. went on after that, like how that continued and how you overcame it. Well, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, it, it takes time to unravel yourself. And so that's why I want to just encourage if somebody is dealing with that, to be gentle with yourself, to give yourself time and to continue to persevere, to pray over that in a positive way. Because as I said, I'm not praying anything bad happened to her. I'm actually praying for health, healing, and, and help for her, right? Um, and that's the difference. That's that, that God blesses. The word of God says those who water or those who bless will themselves be blessed, right? And so also selfishly, I'm going to make sure that I pray for her blessings because A, it says that I am to respect my parents. Now, that doesn't mean I'm a doormat and I don't have healthy boundaries, okay? She's not allowed in my life until she gets two years of therapy. You're, you're allowed and created a space for your mother to heal, to get the help that she needed, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah. my mother has to choose whether or not she does that. That's up to her, right? But as we continue to keep praying blessings and keep, we unravel that soul tie and we give ourselves space. And now Mm -hmm. I don't have massive, I don't, I I don't cry every mother's day anymore. I I don't, you know, sit there and, and wonder if I could ever have a relationship with her. I know, I now know that that's not possible until she gets healing. And I'm because it's good for you too, right? It's good yeah. for you too. It's, it's healthy for you. It's healthy for your children. It's healthy. I mean, cause it's obviously gotta be a hard, hard choice, right? Like you have kids, yeah. your kids yeah. growing up and they're asking you questions and they're, you, you know, it's, it, you just gave me a lot of clarity for some situations that I've been going through, right? Like, you know, my identity is not in people who don't like me. Right. It's just not right. It's not an identity of one person you know, even though I want to be the light for everybody, I want to be Jesus for everybody, but I'm not perfect, right? Yeah. right. I forgive and forget and move on and walk and set boundaries. Um, I started rereading, you know, Townsend and Cloud's book and boundaries. And I started re really, really realizing mm. for myself areas I struggle with. Like, you know, I got a new computer 
and um, and we didn't have the stuff set up on. And I had a pop up from somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, I can't believe that!" I've for ten years I've had this stuff, and I, I my wife came home to me. And I said, "Hey, you have to set back up my computer so that nothing comes onto my computer." Here's what here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to set it up. All those boundaries and stuff that we have to continue to set up so that we don't allow ourselves to go back, you know, just get out of our lane, right? Right. And to get out of alignment with God. I mean, really, we have to renew our minds every day. We have to put up healthy boundaries for everything. I mean, I have something that for me, and it's not something that I'm telling everybody you have to do. Okay. I'm going to say this. I can't listen to secular music um, routinely anymore. I, I stopped listening to secular music about four years ago um, because it was a huge effector to my mind and my emotions. And I'm not saying other people, I'm not printing that on you guys, but to know, you know what your healthy boundaries are to keep your heart and your mind aligned. And God says to renew our minds in the word of God every day, like a shower, right? We need a shower uh, so that we can stay in that alignment with his perfect will instead Mm. of wobbling off, right? Do not turn to the left or to the right, but keep your eyes fixed on him and you won't sink. Right. High fives, Peter. Peter's kind of like he's he was the impetuous, um, you know, disciple with him. Yeah. I'm going to have some talks with him when we get to heaven. Like ask him. Uh, I know. Come on. (laughs) We're living for eternity. Right. So, well, thank you so much. That was super bad. Well, I'll just say this. I say this all the time. Like whenever I have these conversations, like, hey, if nobody else listens (laughs) to this, I sure am going to listen to it because I feel like my life, I'm just going to say this publicly. I feel like my life has just been changed from the time frame that you've been in my life. Just, just, and, and my wife was saying, you know, we were talking about people that have made an impact, you know, Tama Andrus has made a massive impact and you've had a chance to get to know her a little bit and know the impact that she makes. I, I said this before, you know, women are smarter than us. We don't always make the right decisions from men. You know, we need when the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, finds favor with God. I said this, you know, over and over and over. And, and so for me, um, I'm grateful for people like you that are in my life that speak the truth and love and that set those boundaries for me to say, man, maybe the world says you should do it this way, but God says you should do it this way. Not that, the way other people are doing it, that's on them. They can do it that way, but I'm going to raise up a standard. You know, the enemy's going to, new levels, new devils, right? The level is going to come in. You're going to set up a, God's going to set up, raise up a standard, right? To defeat him, right? Mm -hmm. And to focus on that. And so tell me how people can connect with you, like how people can know more about you, get to know you, look at some of your stuff that you're doing and, and really like, work with you. Right. Cause I feel like I just worked with you and, and I'm going to pay you some money. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> work Michael, with you you're awesome. Thank even you. though you, you are, you are, I can't wear a dress. So you no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> women can, you know, find you find more about what you do and connect with you. Yeah. I appreciate you. You're a very generous spirit and I appreciate that. Um, so I have a, a website bursting with blessings.com uh, on Instagram bursting with blessings. 
on Facebook. You can friend me at Leah Mason Virgin, and I have a business page, Bursting with Blessings. Um, so those are my main platforms that I hang out on and um, can easily message me. And I'm happy to share, um, you know, my books that I have written with God, all the glory to him, because again, I still can't believe that I really can't believe that he chose me and he qualifies the call period. So if you're ever wondering whether or not you can do some, a God sized dream, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if God has put it in your heart, it's a God sized dream and go ahead and say yes and find out how to make it happen with him and he will make it happen. Period. Yeah. We can have a mic drop on that. My mic. Doesn't <laughs> if we did that. So thank you for, I need, I, and I always say this, you know, I said it before, you know, I listen to these and I'm like super encouraged by, by the people. I always say when we do these, sometimes they're for us, even though whether a hundred cares that are one or 10 or 20, God said he'd leave the 99 to save that one. I've mm. been that one in my life recently. And if I can ever be of that to you and people out there listening, I say this all the time, you know, the only way people get to know Leah is that, that you listen to this, that you share it, you download it, you give us a review Give us a review on Leah's session here. You can't listen to this and not know that this is impactful stuff, right? Go and share it on your social media. Let people know when you think of somebody in your mind that relates to them, have them reach out to her, share with them. That's what social media is all about. It's not to keep information to yourself, it's to be the hands and feet of God. And I say this as I, in my uh, time together with her today, thank you so much, friend. You've been amazing. I say this all the time, uh, love God love people and live with vision and passion and purpose, vision, passion, and purpose, right? The Bible says the reason we acknowledge and wisdom is because we don't ask for it. Right. So remember, uh, all you have to do is ask, right. Mm -hmm. And step in, step out of his permissible and into his perfect will. And I hope that you will ask him what that is because he'll surely show you. And so I thank you again for listening, guys, girls, moms, dads, whoever's listening. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. I'll see you on the next session of the Heatfluence Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Heatfluence Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.